Guardians, we've picked up a high-gain transmission. Origin point is somewhere along the coast, near the Cosmodrome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 50 of the Cosmodrome Radio Podcast, folks. The show of all about Destiny 2 and all the great things about it. We are here putting in work after a little bit of a hiatus because, frankly, the stuff was just rough. Burnout finally set in and then it just got a little rough for everybody and we needed to take a step back and I'm glad we did because, man, oh man, it was rough in here. And then Bundy's like, hey, I'm Kara. And I'm like, no, no, no. No. It's not enough. It's not enough. But we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but um, but like, but don't forget, folks, that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, all those great places after the, uh, the day after the show goes live. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter slash X at Cosmodome Radio. If you, for some reason, can't find a link to the podcast, you can easily go to CosmodomeRadio.com and check it out there. Make sure you can find the links there. And then if you're feeling generous and want to check out the merch store at shop.cosmodromeradio.com, we have merch there that you can still check out, whether it be the Pride merch, the Crota merch. We are working on a Christmas design. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. I'm like thinking about a couple of ideas. We're going to talk to our artists about getting that done here soon. It's going to be fun. So Christmas, if anyone has Christmas ideas, we might even do like a, like a, like a contest. Like like a, like a, like a, like, a, like a Cosmodrome Radio Christmas shirt contest. I might, I might I might put that out in the ether and see what people think, but we might do that and see like like how people want to like showcase Craig on a Christmas shirt. Like that might be a, a, something we do, but that'll be something cool we do. That'll be fun for whatnot. <laughs> oh, like people are loving the new panda emotes in the, in the chat. We love that. Um, and that's all. That's all the house, the, the housekeeping we need to do. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, my name is Panda the Paladin. Uh, you are here on. Uh, my stream and whatnot. We're having a good time. Uh, to my left, we have the sleepy one, the wise sage down south, Cajun geek. How you doing, good sir? I'm doing good, doing good. Freaking, uh, yeah, freaking just woke up a little while ago. And I'll be honest, uh, been really looking forward to this episode. Ooh. Talk about a lot of things, Destiny 2. And I think just to kind of get a lot of things off our minds. Yes. As far as the game itself. But other than that, Doing good. Hiatus has been uh, relaxing. I am uh, been grinding the Doctor Who binge, and Same. two seasons uh, two seasons left before next week, which is going to be the 60th anniversary special. It's going to be so good. Looking forward to it. Did you watch the uh, the, the 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 charity ep- uh, special that just came out? No, I didn't. It was I, it was kind of cute. It was it was it was short, but it was kind of cute. I liked it. I think I think you'll like to it. look into it. All right, and then and then we have the PVP fiend within green, uh, we like out, out here slugging it out in, like in the streets. But then randomly went over to Call of Duty this week. I don't know why. Um, uh, Dirty T, how you doing? Hello. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. Super short, super short. We love that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And 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 then we have the mysterious man behind the uh, no camera still, partially because of me because I didn't mail him his camera yet. But uh, Diva, how you doing, Doc? Are we hold on? We making it work, keeping it going. All right, all right, all right. Still holding out for Zivu. I see. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, all right. Let's get. 
So let's go ahead and dive into this nonsense. So yes, it has been a minute. There has been a lot of crazy stuff going on when it comes to the game. And Bungie decided to drop a few things on us when it comes to next season and whatnot. Um, not only did last week we get the final cutscene reveal after the last Mbaru engine came out that like... And honestly, they didn't even really, like, give anybody any time to breathe. It was like, hey, yo, the first person found it. And then they're like, Season of the Wish! And it's like, what? Huh? <laughs> like, like didn't even give anyone time to breathe. It was, like, immediately up on Twitter. No hesitation. It, it, right. It was like, look, you could have at least spoilered that fucking tweet somehow. It's like, yeah. come on. Didn't even know in the chat. Like, like I, if you I, were at work... No chance. No chance oh, to even no. figure it I, out. I woke up. I woke up at 8.30 and grabbed my phone, started scrolling Twitter, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, I was livid. I was livid as fuck. So it, there's def, me, def interesting choices there. Yeah. It, it's like, look, Bungie, you're batting a 1,000 right now in the worst category possible. It's like, yeah, can you not? But... <laughs> But needless to say, uh, the final cutscene was very interesting, uh, and a lot. Believe it or not, there were several content creators and others that were calling it out because they were reading the lore really extensively. So props to them, Sammy Wish, Shield Maiden, uh, Sticky. A lot of people saw this one coming, yeah. and I gotta say, freaking props, props on the Bungie team for freaking laying out the breadcrumbs on about this. But not only that, for wrapping up a story that a lot of people in the community did not think that this was going to wrap up the 15th wish. And Especially because like, they took, they took the, the triumph for it out of the game during right. uh, Forsaken. And they're like, oh, no, it's just a bug. Don't worry about it. It's just a bug. And they're like, <laughs> nah, 15th wish. It's like, well, all right. Cool. I, and this is me. And this is one of those few conspiracy theories things that i do have about destiny 2 mm -hmm. i have a feeling that the 15th wish was real at one point that the that the that the information was there but we didn't find it but bungie mm -hmm. decided you know what let's yoink it back and kind of put it in our pocket in case we might you know break of glass it, now, it definitely uh, feels like an in case of emergency break glass kind of situation now yeah. Now I think, you know, based upon what we know about the bun, you know, Destiny Two development and whatnot, I would not be surprised when they start planning out the year-long content for, you know, Lightfall. They decided, hey, you know what? In order for us to get to the Traveler, we're gonna need something specific from Savathun. And considering that Savathun was the cause, part cause of the uh dreaming city curse mm -hmm. through riven you know wouldn't be surprised if she freaking had an arm car egg lo and behold the emergency break of glass mm. situation so you know prop but like i said i give props to bungie for tying up that freaking storyline all these years later yeah very it's very interesting we'll have to see how it goes I, I I said this to David before before we start the show that I, I I swear if the whole season is just Dreaming City Lost Sectors rehashed, 
I'm gonna throw something. Like legitimately, I'm just gonna throw a brick. <laughs> and, and like, like legitimately, like, because I, because the, it's the Dreaming City is so big and so massive that they can do that, and like, the casual community will just eat it up. But the amount of times that I've had to go through the different ascended challenges to get bounties done each season, I don't want to have to go back through that nonsense. So I, I, I praying to God that Bungie just goes, Ayo, this is fine. Let's make some new stuff and have a good time. And if they don't, it's going to be really frustrating. But we'll have to see, see what happens and mess around with that. Um, I think it, it, it definitely intrigues me that they're pulling this move, but we'll have to play it by ear and see what happens with this moving to the line. Now, in terms of PvP, because Bungie went, went ahead and just dropped um, the twin last week and just dropped it on our heads. Bungie was like, hey, yo, so like, here's the plan for next season, right? right? So we're going to have 3v3 quick play for the first time ever as a main node. Even though we had like elimination before, we're calling it what it is, 3v3 quick play. And when Trials rotates in, 3v3 quick play rotates out. That's cool. That's something I've been asking for for a long mm -hmm. time. And it, like, it actually put it in writing for players to know this is where you come to practice. This is where you come to get, get good and get with it for 3v3. And then you step into um, trials and you square up. And that's a great way to do it. And I love that. Then there's 3v3 ranked, which is going to be specifically just like prioritizing uh, rank for matchmaking and like like what we, we've been doing and whatnot. However, if an adept skill player is playing down at silver rank, they may placed in gold rank or platinum rank, which which is pretty smart. Um, then we have six v six unranked, which I find this weird because it's prioritizing connection and latency and skill for a little base matchmaking, and it's gonna rotate between control check uh, checkmate control sparrow control momentum control and iron banner takes over when it's not in rotation, but they're leaving in a 6v6 quick play. And that's where, like, party modes and stuff like that are going to be. I'm confused by that. Why, like, why not just have a 6v6 uh, quick play by itself that doesn't, like, get removed with Iron Banner? Because some people don't like playing Iron Banner. There's a lot of people who are burnt out on Iron Banner right now. So why not leave a 6v6 mode in there? Because there's a lot of people right now that, like, treat Relic as just normal team deathmatch and don't even touch the Relic. So, like, why not give people... Yeah, see, T's smirking because she knows she let motherfuckers do that I'm shit. I'm that person. <laughs> so it's like, I, I feel as if Bungie's missing a great opportunity. To, like, the grand, they said there's, there's going to be free-for-all, which well, I don't know what the hell free-for-all is going to be. That, that, that sounds like a mess and a half. They need to explain that. I wonder if, but, it's, if they're referring to Rumble. Rumble is uh, free for all. Maybe they're changing like Rumble to free for all. But hmm, interesting. We'll have to see. But like it just it feels a little weird. And they could easily like like like, like, like do a couple things. I appreciate they're like, hey, we're trying to like add more outlier protection with the connection-based matchmaking. Because that was the one thing everyone kept saying is like, look, we understand you don't want uh, like like low skill players getting stomped into the ground every five minutes, but can we have better games than McDonald's Wi-Fi? And yes. I I understand that, 
And I think Bungie's finally heard that outcry of like, we don't want the pub stop. We just want good connection. And they're like, cool, we'll put outlier protections in certain areas to make things where you don't see a top tier player against a new light. And things will be able to flourish in a certain way. So I think that was a, that's a good step in the right direction when it comes to that. Um, checkmate is going to be coming more in. They're going to have trials labs for checkmate. I told y'all motherfuckers it was going to happen. I am Negro Damas. I am all wise. I told you. No one wanted to believe me. I, I knew it. I knew it. I look, look like mm, beautiful, beautiful. Mm. Isn't that funny? I, ne I never said you, you were going to be wrong, but I definitely said that when it was going to be received, if it's received well by the community, that they were going to push it. Mm -hmm. It's just it, funny. It, it's just funny that I was and right. Checkmate and checkmate has been received well by the community. You're right. And this is part of, and this is part of that evolution, right? Yeah. It, it's you just know? funny that I was right. Um, well, you right over there, man. I like being right sometimes. It's fun. It's, it feels good. It feels good. I, now, here's, no, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. Now, here's the one thing that I'm worried about. Bungie took the glitch thing from this season where they had sparrows in control and they're making it a mode. And I'm like, Bungie, that could get real bad if there's just exploding vehicle assets everywhere on the board. Why not just give people Sparrow League racing and be done yeah. with it? Like, like you're pretty much just putting the writing on the wall that, that what people want is Sparrow League racing. Like, just give them that and be done with it. I, I, I don't know. It, that, that, that's, that's what I feel about that. I don't, that. That's just my two cents. Because it just feels weird. And they are, they are going to be working on, uh, like, map spawning, like, fixes in the future. So that's good, because I know, especially for Trials, map spawn issues have been horrendous. Especially for uh, Dominion, the, the Dominion mode specifically with capture points, where like you'll spawn on a really small ass map, but like the, the, the capture point is like right next to you, and there's just like, well, here I am, and it just grenades. Yep. So it just it, it definitely <laughs> looks a little messed up. Um, and then in term like so like I I think that the big issue when it comes to tr like like PvP right now is that Bungie needs to make a decision. If they're gonna lean hardcore into checkmate and just tell people that, and not leave people with bated breath, if you're gonna lean into, into checkmate as to being the future of, of Destiny PvP, say that, and not just leave people, especially casual players, thinking that normal control is is gonna be the way it is right now, Be because that's gonna do people really dirty in the future. Is that they wake up one day and checkmate control is the standard. So I think beyond just twids, Bungie needs to make more of an effort to communicate that to the public rather than them just waking up to that, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. Right. I mean, like, oh, sorry, Diva, you go ahead. No, no, go ahead. But You're it makes PvP sense because expert. people that, you know, played, like, Destiny 1 PvP, they didn't have the opportunity to ability spam like we do now. Mm -hmm. Like, it is awful. Like, all you have to do is just, like, I get hit with a scatter grenade and I'm like one shot with a hand cannon done. And I'm like, that's not fun, man. Like it's just a bunch of abilities, you know? Yeah. It'd be like that. So it'll be interesting to see what comes up with that. Um, I'm hoping that this is good in the future and actually leads to better change with it. 
Um, uh, Num said in the chat, why not have more variety? We had big team battle and SWAT and Halo 2. Bring back AV8. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know if Bungie's servers can handle AV8. Oh, God. I yeah. think Agreed. Way, I think. I think with the way that Bungie's servers are structured right now, there's no way that they'd be able to pull off uh, 8v8. I think 12 is like the max with what yeah. they've got. Because we really handle 12-man raids. I don't know if we can get past like 16 players in a, in a, in a lobby. <laughs> um, but, you know, so that, 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 well, the, well, I definitely have to keep an eye on that. I am really excited, though, because next season's ritual weapon is going to be the first time we see the caster frame sword in a, a hot minute. And because we're, we're it seeing has this in a hot minute, right? The last the last caster frame we had was the trials caster frame, and after that we saw like because we had we had temptations hook, then we had the trials version, and then nothing else. And then now we're finally getting the return of, of this called chivalric fire. Will be will be the first void caster frame. Yeah, it'll be the it'll be the first void one because temptations was arc. Trials was solar, and this will be void. So this will be the first. And I'll have repulsor brace and destabilizing rounds attached to it. <laughs> I, I I smell ad clear potential. Oh yes, this might be the first time a ritual weapon might be actually really good in terms of content in a hot minute. Like you about to see me cooking with this bad boy. Like I'm gonna be blowing everything up. So that'll be fun time. Um, make sure folks that you know that for trials, immortal and astral horizon are leaving the loot pool uh, in, in two weeks. So if you haven't gotten a good immortal or a horizon, uh, uh, astral horizon, get it. I think similar to previous seasons, they'll stay in the legacy focusing, but in terms of everything else, like, 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 like weekly adept chances, they won't be available anymore in the new category. We're seeing the first ever Strand Trace Rifle Legendary being put into Trials, which I don't know if I like that. I think that that's a, that's a misstep because every other Trace Rifle has been accessible to the player base outside of a PvP setting. So I, I, I'm kind of questioning Bungie's choice there to put it in a PvP setting rather than making it accessible to the public. That, 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 that mm, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm excited for uh, it, but I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going to jump in Go for on, it. This, on this one little part because I'm right there with you. That trace rifle being a trials weapon. Look, I suffered enough as it was just to go get a freaking standard copy of freaking um, Immortal. In which has been sitting in my fucking vault ever since. Yo. You know, I've used it. I've used it a few times in PvP, right? The fact that I'm about to attempt number two run of freaking trials to go get a legendary freaking um, uh, strand trace, trace rifle. Uh, God fucking help me. Right. God fucking help me, because I guarantee you, I will still never, to this day, see the freaking lighthouse. Um, see, you have a mission now, carry him to the lighthouse. Oh, God, I choke. Uh, Not with this matchmaking. I need to fix this matchmaking. Okay, okay, so fun, fun fact. Fun fact, I have never in D1 and D2 ever seen the freaking lighthouse. However, uh, I have helped others get to the freaking lighthouse. See, I, I, I joined used to in get on there all the time late. before they got rid of mat card based matchmaking. If they uh -huh. would put card based matchmaking back, I would still play trials. But when they got rid of card based matchmaking, it was like, so motherfuckers who are just coming into the game 
and then there's like, but, but then there, there could be people who, like who are on their White House game could stomp an, a, a fresh card yeah. player. That's the biggest thing that I've been saying ever since they got rid of card based matchmaking. Put back card based matchmaking, and I'll come back. I'll sweat it out. Flawless pool. Bring yeah, back flawless pull, please. Speak on it. Speak yeah. on it. Speak, Listen, speak on it. I used to go you solo. You know more about this than I ever do. Like, I used oh to be able to solo God. go flawless, okay? I would go by myself. Now, with this new shit they have going on, like, I have to have a friend. I have to get help now because, like, they put me in with people that, you know, we can't really communicate. They're here for gear, and I'm losing my fucking mind mm -hmm. being in 1v3s every fucking game. And, like, these guys go, like, flawless hundreds and hundreds of times, and little me has been flawless nine times. And I'm like, why the fuck? Am I fighting them? Well, and the thing about this it is, not, every, everybody, okay. everybody bitched and moaned about about the flawless pool because they didn't understand the benefit of it. Because Bungie was like, "Hey, look, you go, you can go flawless between Friday and Saturday, and then once Sunday a reset comes, we're gonna push you in a different different pool." But here's the catch: if you don't turn in your card, even if you flaw it. You can every win you get, you still have a chance for 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 adept weapons to drop. They flat out said, even if your card is flawed, if you keep playing with a seven win card, each win you get, you have a chance for a weapon to drop. And later on during the whole debacle of the flawless pool being discussed, they said, "All right, fine. You don't like that." Cool, we'll make it so every time you get seven wins on a card, you can turn it in and get another weapon, even if you have gone flawless. And they kept mm. giving yeah. people reason upon reason to go play in the flawless pool, but they wanted to bitch them on about the fact that it was too hard, even though normal trials is too hard for some people. And they're like, oh, well, well like, you just want to give people an easier chance to go flawless. You, you don't want us to have a good time. And it's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense, you moron. Like, Bungie is making it more, like, giving you an incentive to go play with harder players while other players have a chance to get one flawless. You can get tons and tons of weapons. Rather than going to see Saint for your lighthouse over and over and over again, you can keep getting weapons. And, the, and truthfully, the only people who had a problem with it were carriers. Carriers are the only people who had a problem with the flawless pool because once Sunday came, they weren't able to carry people anymore. So that was the main reason why they bitched and moaned about it. And no one can tell me I'm wrong because Bungie gave you everything. They said, cool, you want guns? Here's your chance to get adept guns over and over and over again. You don't need to go see Saint every seven games. You can keep going and keep getting wins over and over and over again to get weapons. And they didn't like it because it hurt their carry uh, system. Well, they, they oh, sorry. I, oh, you're I, fine. I thought you were done. Go no, go for it. Well, now even carriers are having problems now. Like yeah. the best, like with the matchmaking, all they could do is do a queue because three stacking's out the fucking ass. Like console, it's bad. PC, it's bad. Because, and then like it's zone capture. It's fucking zone capture. So everybody's got to run bubble or well with yeah. fucking conditional. Like literally, it's the, it's the mode that it is. And it's the fact that everybody's having to run those two things in order to get their wins. And it's the cheesiest fucking shit ever. It's so boring. Like, hey, let me sit on this point and let's who could sit here longer and who caves first. Like, that's that's yeah. not fun. They need to take it out. Well, like, don't get me wrong. When Dominion was first introduced as like, as like a lab, I think it was fun. But I think the issue was Bungie didn't – not only did they turn other supers' timers up – 
to make it so Bubble and Well were the only ones that could get there first because they turned up Thunder Crash from being like a five minute to a six, seven minute because people complained about Thunder Crash. <laughs> they turned up Blade Barrage so Blade Barrage couldn't be a counter. Uh, they turned up Nova Bomb so Nova Bomb couldn't be a counter. And it was like, why not put these other supers closer to Bubble and Well so they can be counters and make for more dynamic play? And uh, not have to use a crazy busted ass uh, raid exotic. And now, and now everyone's saying, let's nerf conditional finality. Why? Conditional That's finality is the reason why. That's a great it gun. Makes conditional finality is falling victim to the thing that I've been saying for a long time. When players lose to something, instead of learning how to play around it, they just call for a nerf. Yep. So that they don't have to deal with it. Speak on it. But that's like, what it is. Like, oh, sorry, Diva. Yeah. Uh, like that's just kind of how it works for a lot of players. A lot of players in the game right now, I don't think genuinely think too much about how things are going to affect them down the line. Like when people were calling for the flawless pool to be taken away, I was like, a lot of you just think that the only reason why you can't go flawless multiple times a week is because the flawless pool. Mm-hmm. But what you don't realize is the flawless pool is what's allowing you to get where you are. Now that exactly. it's gone, they're like, hold up, hold up, hold up. The amount of times that I would sit like down this. with people and explain how the flawless pool works, they would go, why don't we, why, why don't we enjoy that? I'm like, exactly. Because it gives you, so, it gave people so many chances to get loot. And then they, 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 they're they like, we don't like this guy. because it hurts their, because not only does it help the little guy, but it gives you a chance to go play and get more loot. Everybody won, but you didn't like that everybody won. And it was stupid. So dumb. If everybody gets the loot, then why is the loot special? Right? Like, if everybody has some of the loot, then I'm not special for having it. And oh, I can't have it. Oh, my that. God. Like, exactly. It's sad, but it's That's the stupid part about it. Oh, it's the way you said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, uh, for Iron Banner, uh, Dark, the, the Dark Decider auto rifle's leaving and Ghidorah's axe is leaving. R.I.P. Ghidorah's axe. Such a niche uh, slug shotgun that no one appreciates anymore. It's so it's so beautiful. It's such a great gun. Everybody um, needs a chaperone though. I know, but like Ghidorah's axe is slept on. It's so like like because like, everyone got excited about Matador, but like it takes skill to use Ghidorah's axe. Like Ghidorah's axe and the Trials uh, slug shotguns, both of them are beautiful, and no one appreciates them anymore. It makes me sad. But we are getting the le- a new lethal abundant strand high impact auto rifle. And oh man. And Reese Walker's coming back. But here's why here's why I'm confused. Reese Walker is still accessible in the game right now during Iron Man or through legacy focusing. Why not bring something back like Crimmel's Dagger or like something else that would be worth people's time instead of just going, hey, Reese Walker's moving. We're like copy and pasting from one pool to the other. Like, why not bring back Crimmel's Dagger? Because they were bringing back a good, a good chunk of different weapons. They brought back the uh, the one pulse rifle and a couple other things. Why not bring back more old Iron Banner weapons instead of bringing back like one that's already accessible in the game? It just it feels weirdly out of pocket to me. Well, uh, and then I, and then I also forgot to say, Eye of Soul is coming. It's coming back for uh, trials, but yeah. it, it has a different foundry on it, which I find interesting. So I'm wondering, it's staying kinetic, but I'm wondering if they're going to change the roles on us. That'll be interesting to see what happens with that. That was my first sniper rifle. Same. It's so beautiful. My, I my still use stack. that shit. I use that with Drang. <laughs> and then, uh, similar to what I just said about Reese Walker. 
um buzzard and and i love it, but bungie bungie thinks they funny they said that they put the fan favorite swarm machine gun what the fuck is that shit about swarm get that shit out of hey, here no hey, 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 hey yo yo hold up hold up don't be talking shit about swarm they finally updated the freaking perk pool they gave it freaking target lock and i'm gonna tell you now i finally got rid of my vorpal my vorpal roll of freaking swarm that target lock, that target lock on that freaking slow fire, heavy hitting um machine gun, it do be crispy. And guess what? It's freaking great for freaking just single shot pop, pop, pop. It's more it's better though. Yeah, it really guess is. what? <laughs> I haven't got any fucking red borders of the goddamn machine gun, so <laughs> all right. <laughs> Anyways, and you're the, stepping on my toes because you're talking about freaking PVE. All right. You, and, and then um, the undercurrent arc waveframe breach grenade launcher is coming to the game. Bungie is doing a really good thing here. I, uh, I love it. I love it because now they're challenging the status quo of other legendary weapons, ergo forbearance. It's about time that forbearance has had some challenge, especially from the accessibility standpoint. Exactly. But the question is, can it rival forbearance? Yes. Can it equal forbearance or can it exceed it forbearance? This is going to be the interesting thing because, yes, while you can roll, go for the adept version through GMs, just doing the, the regular, regular nightfall grind for right like, like, like casual players. Right. Now, the thing that then, and we talked about this, and I think Deva could probably chime in as well. Uh, when it comes to this uh, grenade launcher, it's going to boil down to the perk pool because that's one thing that makes forbearance so good is that the meta version of forbearance is envious assassin and chain reaction chain reaction ambitious assassin but yeah ambitious assassin sorry uh they create such a dynamic for this grenade launcher that yes. makes it a go-to for a lot of builds but more so for arc because of the potential of the arc build with that arc weapon. So it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of perk pulls or if it's going to grant it the same perk pool. Now, my well, question like it, is, it, yeah. my question is, is that instead of chain reaction, could Volt Shot Ooh. be Ooh. the better perk for a grenade launcher? Hmm. That 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 man and like and like in in numbs and chat saying no, it's gonna be C plus at best. The there is a the reason why I don't think Bungie will let it be C plus is because they've seen the contention it's been for a lot of people for people to go into Vow and find LFGs for Vow to get forbearance. So I think they're gonna at least give it chain maybe not maybe not ambitious assassin, but it might be auto loading chain reaction. It might be a better than um forbearance they might give it auto loading uh chain reaction it'll be even more busted you'll see people chase That's that the only way that that thing be is going to even remotely be better yes. than uh forbearance is if it gets auto loading but if you do that then ultimately you effectively power crept forbearance, forbearance. they don't want that they want competition so exactly don't think they're gonna do that so it'll but, be interesting to see what happens with that I'm, I have so many weird feelings about this. Like, no, speak on it. Speak on it. A lot of people want 
the next big thing. I think Bungie's too fixated on making weapons that contend with other weapons in their bracket instead of creating weapons that feel new niches. Mm. Like, the thing that makes Forbearance so good is its ad clearability, right? You, you, you get one kill, and then you got two, and now you got twice the fun, right? Mm. But instead of doing that, like, I think something uh, like blinding names or disorienting names are, like, a real big thing on regular GLs. Yeah. But outside of disorienting names, why would you use a regular GL? At this like, point, there's no reason to, to be honest. There's no reason. So I think they need to create a new niche for these weapons instead of just being like, all right, yeah, this is ad control version one, ad control version two. Honestly, and I think they, that's what they needed they to do is they needed to take, um, there's the solar wave frame from Season of the Risen. What they sh- the, the mistake they made with that one was they didn't give it incandescent because incandescent didn't exist yet. It was right before Solar 3.0 because we were getting Void 3.0 with Witch Queen. We didn't have Incandescent yet. What they need to do is give us a solar wave frame with Incandescent. Stuff's going to pop off. Because we already have um, the Void uh, wave frame that can get uh, destabilizing rounds. That honestly, not really, people are really, really using, which I find kind of weird. Granted, it's because it's a world drop, so it's a pain in the ass to get. But here in a minute, we'll talk, we'll talk about why that, uh, that'll probably change a little bit. But in terms of solar, if they made it a solar wave frame with incandescent, sky high, my guy. It'd be amazing. So, and see, that, yeah. And see, that's one thing to really talk about is for the PVE, the health of the overall PVP, some of these perks, while they are great, like stuff like incandescent, bolt shot, chain reaction, etc. It's a question of, like, I'm starting to wonder if the perk pool is starting to make some of these legendary weapons on par to things such as exactly. exotics. This is what we saw before with Recluse, with Mountaintop, and other weapons. And it almost feels like some of these legendaries are creeping up to the exotic level. Ooh, yeah. And now it's starting to affect... There's so many things affecting the overall PVE difficulty as it is. And now it's like I'm starting to see like so many little things over time. The builds are getting crazier. The stuff that people are coming up with, great. I'm all for builds. Don't get me wrong. But I'm starting to feel like the ability regen that's going on within the PVE content is starting to become a little too chaotic. To the point where when you combine it, when you've got the synergy going with the build and the weapons and the perks that are freaking popping off on the weapons are just causing this freaking chaotic that is making now even GMs easy, trivial, we've got a problem. We've got an insane power creep going on right now to where it's... GMs that are supposed to require some skill to complete, it's not taking skill. It, yeah. it, yes, you have to have a little bit of game knowledge of that GM, of what not to do, of not where to stand. But once you get that, spam your nades, spam your freaking shots, and win. Yeah. 
Now the, 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 you want to know? I'll take that a step further. Okay. Or, all right. or, or in a different direction. I'm going to swing that pendulum the opposite way, right? Okay. I, while I agree with what you said, but a lot of this stuff is becoming trivial because of like the tools that we have as guardians, right? But the other side of that is a lot of the content isn't truthfully challenging, right? Mm. Bungie's pigeonholed themselves into the opposite version of what GMs used to be, where everything used to be like bullet sponges and like if you get touched, you're dead. It was, if you didn't have Ursa Furiosa, it was gone, son. But you were done. But now we've played under that and we've been playing under the idea of don't get hit for so long now that the idea of like surviving under the pressure of I can't take too many different uh, shots or I can't absorb damage has just become the norm for Guardians now. So mm-hmm. we are so used to that that that's just bog standard. So when we have GMs that don't have challenging mechanics, like I tell you right now, that fucking uh, moon uh, battle heist, battleground heist on the moon where you had to go and fucking uh, take tribute to the different fountains, mm-hmm. one after the other, that was difficult. But it was yes. difficult not because you were like you were fighting against enemies that were just so powerful. It was how are we going to survive and exactly. get all this tribute to where it needs to go. And that is the level of content Bungie needs to be putting out. Not just, hey, don't get hit, but hey, you got to solve puzzles. You got to actually do stuff. Not just go to shooting gallery, kill a bunch of enemies, wait for a timer to start and go down. Kill it needs a to be dynamic. Exactly. And that now right will, there is why content starting to feel so... Overall, Lightblade, Lightblade overall as a GM, that's a freaking... That to me should be a goal. Well, because like, that, th- things like, like, like things like pre power crept Glassway and pre power crept um, uh, the tribute battle from Season of the Chosen, and uh, I, I forget I, I forget what the GM's called. Um, and pre, uh, yeah, proving grounds. Like, so pre power creep proving grounds, pre uh, power creep Glassway. And now, sort of getting power crept light blade, those should be the standard of what a GM should be. I think the strike that came out with uh, uh, Lightfall, the like the one of the Vex network, kind of fell flat. It, it kind of fell flat in terms like the fucking the the Vex Caliber mission on on Legend was harder than that GM. So like in terms of difficulty, they need to step that up a little bit back up to where it used to be, but. I think the battlegrounds, I agree with Diva, sort of reflect what we need, we need to expect from GMs in the future. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that to me is a bit of concern when it comes to Destiny 2, is that the overall difficulty, and Deva, we've also talked about this before, and we were having a discussion yesterday about this, the seasonal content. We, I think everybody can agree. The seasonal content this season while it it's had some good highs it's had some good moments the seasonal content overall has felt flat 
Bungie mm-hmm. need like it's great that they're going to episodes. I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing as far as the cadence. But my concern is their delivery, and that's been the big key. I, I, I've, I've said before espe- that, especially like con- that, especially considering the fact that in their twid, and I think it was the uh, that response, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, the twid of that blog post after the whole layoff thing, where they stated that they want the final shape to be the equivalent or the meet the standard of Forsaken. We're about to dive into that, chat, yeah. because yeah. there's a lot to unpack with that statement right there. But here's yeah. the thing. They haven't delivered anything close to Forsaken in a freaking long-ass time. Mm. And for them to come out now and backtrack and say, oh, well, this is what we're aiming for. Where was this before? Mm. You know, some of us gave y'all a lot of grace because y'all were trying to do things different. Okay, cool. Do things different, but you fell fucking flat. Yeah. And now, when you realize that people aren't enjoying what you're doing, instead of coming out, acknowledging that, changing things up. And yes, we understand some of us, some of us that use critical thinking understand that some of these changes take time. Yeah. In order, in order for that to happen. The executives, and I'm calling out Bungie Management, was for you to lay off people. How did you think your player base was going to fucking respond? The end is here. We're gone. (laughs) And and now, and now, the fact that freaking you're claiming, oh, after we lay off people, oh, we're going to meet the Forsaken level content with Final Shape. Uh, do you even know what that means, Bungie? Do you even know what that means? That means because... your, that, that means the destination needs to be as, as big as Dreaming City. That means your content rollout doesn't oh, uh, no. can't, can't just stop with the release. That means you need to have bangers in your pocket, like like, like Menagerie, like Black Armory, like uh, like Drifter level content stacked up and ready to roll out the door. That like there is something to do in people's like, like feeds every week besides just GM and dungeon rotations. There needs to be new, fresh, engaging shit in people's hands. Otherwise, they're not gonna enjoy it the same way you think they will. That's why people love Forsaken because there oh, was yeah. new. Well, dynamic shit to do every week right and let's break it let's break this down so for a lot of players that may not have been around for forsaken this is it i went through and i did the research to make sure that i what i'm about to say is freaking is about as accurate as possible Mm -hmm. forsaken launch this is what you got all right two world locations we had the reef and then we had huh i missed the reef we had the reef and then we had dreamy city and dreamy city to this day is still the biggest destination out of all the locations mm-hmm. right we had five strikes five brand new strikes in that de- in that expansion yep. we got the last wish raid which is still to this day one of the biggest raids in destiny 2 at, in the current in the current sandbox shattered throne dungeon the first dungeon all right we got eight lost eight lost sectors. I know for a lot of people, they're like, lost sectors, why does that count? 
Believe me, it does. It's still content, ladies and gentlemen. Four PvP maps. Four PvP maps. Yep. Now, yes, Final Final Shape is going to be coming with a Crucible map pack because Bungie finally acknowledged it. Hey, yeah, we haven't we've not been delivering on that on that aspect. No shit. Mm-hmm. Four Gambit matches or four Gambit maps. Sorry, four Gambit. Gambit I, rem- I remember maps. Gambit. It used to be great. Yeah. Average farm remembers. Uh, <laughs> nine different supers. Yep. Okay. And we got a new race, the Scorn race. That when was, was the last time we got a race, bro. Exactly. Like, 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 like where's that, man? Where's moth people? Can we get moth people in here, man? Like some but, new dynamic. And then, and then let's look at the seasonal content. Okay. We had three seasons, three, not four, three, but look at what they packed. All right. We got two raids, Scourge of the Past and Crown of Sorrows. Mm-hmm. Two from the ground Ooh. built up uh. original raids. We got Gambit Prime in one season dedicated to Gambit, mm-hmm. Gambit Prime, and it brought so much to the table. Okay, the Black Armory. Oh, it brought I, I the forges. It. it brought a unique way of storytelling and expanding the universe. And then in one season, we got the Menagerie. Now, me and Deva also had a conversation about that one, and we've got different opinions about it. But Menagerie was one of the first seasonal contents that brought the ability of focusing through the content itself, not from a vendor focusing, but through the content, Mm -hmm. the ability to weapon and armor focusing. And then throughout all of that, all those seasons, 20 exotic weapons and 15 exotic armors. Forsaken has the most exotics per capita out of all the other freaking DLC. Mm-hmm. So with all that being laid out, what what do we need Final Shape to be? What does Final Shape need to do in order to meet that criteria out of everything we just talked about? And, and for the second chat, for the second chat, um, tormentors are not a new race. Tormentors are the equivalent of like a champion, similar to how we had the the lucid hive, the lucid hive, lucid hive, and tormentors fall the category of like champions. They're not a new race. They're an add on. Like, like yeah. I, I had even said for a long time that 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 the pyramids needed to be filled with like little rolks or something similar to like actually show the witness had an army. Then they're like, "Hey, Callus gave him an army," and it's like. No, that's cheating. But we have the Taken. No, with the score. No, like, like we need a dedicated race to the darkness that isn't just recycled puppets. Damn it, we need something new. Um, in terms, in terms of the argument for the future, I very much am of the opinion that for Final Shape to be a success, there needs to be like straight up they need to pack in like pre-package in epi- like 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 the first episode of the season um um uh, fucking red war curse of osiris and and, and war mine get, get slid back into the game whether it be as missions or as somehow playable in the legends tab slide them back in 
Because people need something to chew on besides just the same content we've been doing. There can't just be random seasonal activity 50,000 along with a weekly rotation of story content. It can't, you can't do it again. You need to bring back old content along with new content and make it fresh. That's what they need to do. Like, the amount, the amount of like, like, like an investment they could do by bringing back those old destinations like Mercury and Venus and whatnot, they could do great things with that. Same in terms of um, like, like the game itself. The, the, the new supers need to be dynamic and not game-breaking because that's the big issue we have right now where like warlocks are all excited about their new spam spam, but if it ain't better than well, y'all ain't doing shit. Same thing with Titans. We're finally getting getting a new um like like one shot super, but it doesn't really do much after the fact other than let you pick up an axe. And same thing with the arc one for hunters. You can like zip around, zip, 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 but like that like what does that do dynamically that that, that is fundamentally fundamentally different from other shit? So I think Bungie has a big task on their hands with those exotics, not exotic supers, to make those worth it. In terms of the gameplay, I genuinely need the raid to be as, as, as tough as Crota. I need Crota to be the standard moving forward. And it's I need not it to gonna be that. It, it needs to be. Get your hopes up. It needs to be. If it's not Crota level hard, people are going to be upset. They're going to feel uh, underwhelmed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to say, and I'll. Give me a second to fully explain this, but all right, cook on it. Crota should not be the standard. Oh. Crota should not be a standard. Hold up, hold up. Last wish needs to be the freaking standard. Oh, length, the complexity, Ooh. and the difficulty. Oh, that is the freaking level that, of that's, a raid that's a for final like shape, especially for the final freaking raid for the quote unquote dark light, dark and light saga. That needs to be the freaking standard because remember i'm gonna say this they're saying that freaking forsaken is going to be the freaking standard that they're aiming for so it's like hold up if that's the case what was the last time we got a read that, that had so many his last wish had uh what cali Shiroji, um ogre um Alt, and Vols, riven. riven and then uh chase so six yeah. so six, six, encounters. six encounters we have not had a single raid since then that had six encounters nope we need we have not badly i will and, say though a little pushback on that okay the amount of people that have not experienced that entire raid is staggering staggering to say the oh least. yeah like I can only name three to four people who've actually done Riven legit. And I, I am not painful. one of them. <laughs> I have. It's painful. <laughs> and I am uh, not one is, of them. It is. It is. Don't, don't get me wrong. So, I, like, I, still haven't done, I, I still haven't done Riven legit, but I freaking watched it. And it's like... It's that, gorgeous to watch. I feel like it's a oh, really it fantastic like encounter. But... Mm -hmm. The thing that I need people to understand is there is a difference between something being fun and elaborate and like amazing for like the first playthrough and like something that the players will 
actually care about after the first time. Right. Like, as much as I understand people wanting these elaborate and amazingly crafted uh, are like encounters that are like really well thought out. The thing I know is going to happen, and I can I'll bet my bottom dollar twice to Tuesday is that it's the second that it like the next week rolls over, people are going to start breaking it and looking for ways to shorten it mm. so that they can make the loot grind as efficient as possible. Yeah. And then it's no longer about the encounters, it's no longer about the raid, it's about how fast can I get to the end. So I can pull the lever. Yeah. And once you get to that point, I really hate to say it on Bungie's part, but like all that hard work just goes right the fuck out the window and nobody cares anymore. And truth be told, if we, do, if we do get a six encounter raid again, if they don't have a wish wall somewhere in that bitch or a teleportation system, no one's going to go back to it. going to lose their fucking shit. Like, no, no one's going to touch it ever again. That's the that's the that's the sucky part. Like, like Dave is right. As much as we would want something like that. And it, that's it, what and that's what made the wish wall so, so freaking good for the raid was that one it was accessibility but also number two was that if there was something like a specific point or a specific boss encounter that you wanted to focus on as a raid team as a clan as an lfg whatever it was a fucking prime system you didn't have to worry about checkpoints or checkpoints as far as like hop into someone's raid grab the checkpoint and leave no you can go to hit up the wish wall and boom. But not only that, the wish wall allowed for other unique customization options within the raid. Drifter. You wanted, a, you wanted a different voice throughout the raid? Wish wall. You want to do your flawless run? Wish wall. So many different things that was very fundamental and amazing yeah. for the raid itself outside of like, oh, we've got all these encounters. To me, that was the level of raid creativity that Bungie needs to hit again and needs to hit for Final Shape. Yeah, pretty much. I think that they need to go back to like Destiny 1 days where they actually got people excited to do things. Like Let's back, you know, with the Taken King DLC, when he met Orcs for the first time, it was so fucking theatrical. And, he, and the music, everything, the doors opening, they need to make shit like that again because what they're doing is they're over-delivering and we have expectations now, and then now they're not meeting them. So everybody's pissed, and that's what's been happening. Like the last couple DLCs, like let's let's talk about Lightfall. Like holy shit, like that was awful. I hated yeah. that. She makes a good point. Yeah, that's uh, another good thing. Like I I want to bring up is genuinely I don't think a lot of players understand what they truthfully what they want. Like. And this kind of goes back to what uh, Cajun was saying earlier, like with like some of the seasons that people played with like Menagerie, people remember uh, Menagerie as like this amazing, like seasonal event, but it's not the thing that they remember. It's more so they remember the new thing that they got and they attribute that new thing to the entire season. I, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with that because I, a lot of people agreed with seeing the players' activity being the first time we got 
a close to menagerie level dynamic where it was like you went in one room one time this changed here vice versa different people missed that dynamic of of menagerie and the loot that that was the biggest i've said before the 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 biggest issue with bungie right now the problem this season the same problem they have with season the plunder is they're really good at making some bomb ass activity but then they shit the bed on loot you gotta bring the loot and you gotta bring the activity and put them together like butt cheeks and make the shit if you don't do it no one's gonna like it and because that's what that's that's what made that's why everyone sweat like was was super excited when season of the haunted came back because you had callus mini tool you had drag you had all this stuff back from menagerie that cooked and that's what made menagerie special was you had top tier weapons and top tier oh, yeah. armor in an activity that was top tier Bungie freaking, needs to bring that look back. at look at the hand cannon ostringer yeah. it was freaking even back then it was one of the freaking top tier prime freaking pvp weapons that you yeah. can get from a pvp pve encounter and oh. if you happen uh-huh. to get that right perk combination you were chef was, kiss freaking sexy. in pvp because it was crisp it was clean and it hit and it felt good but every genuinely... weapon in menagerie felt freaking amazing yeah. even even just outside of the perk pool you know if you got a bad roll it still kind of felt good but when you got the God roll, it was that freaking oh so good. And that's that feeling. That's yeah. that feeling that a lot of people want. The problem is, and we've talked about this before, the freaking crafting system has kind of ruined a little crafting bit of Crafting was a mistake. But it, it was not. It was. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Bungie, Bungie even recognized that when you have a perk pool, and uh, attachment combinations as extensive as some of these weapons have. The chances of getting that god roll is fundamentally incredibly hard. So it's either they got to reduce the perk pool in order to increase the chances or come up with a crafting system. Now, do I think that they made the crafting system a little bit too easy? Yes. I think they could have extended out the, the grind a little bit, Number one. Number two, get rid of enhanced perks. Yes. Get rid of them. Yes. Get rid Agreed. of them. Agreed. Master working a weapon should be a, but should be a, a, the reason you master work a weapon should be enhanced stats and it should be for orb generation. That should be it. Through crafting, you should not be getting enhanced perks. The, the only thing I can think of, the way that they're doing adept weapons for raids, that, should be getting the way that they're said that, to like, if you adept want, weapons now, I, yeah, yeah. that should be the only way you get enhanced parts through Agreed. an adept weapon. Yes, agreed. I, hell, I've even said for the longest time that, like, if you really want a crafting system, fine, but raid weapons should have never been craftable, like, like, fundamentally, like, because it made adept weapons not worth it. Because, like, fundamentally, like, because here in a minute, I swear to you, the minute Vault Glass finally becomes like craftable weapons. You're gonna see so many PvP feeds ready to throw their throw their whole uh, bolts out a window because you're gonna see fate bringers be thrown trash, foul verdicts be thrown the trash, and it's gonna be anarchy because you're gonna see all these not granted not anarchy like grenade like grenade launcher, but like anarchy entirely where you're gonna see all these people that grinded their hearts out for foul uh, foul verdict time loss 
that like where they had to like go grind spoils and then go do like go do master atheon just to go get the thing and they're gonna be like well now i have to go craft a normal found verdict to get enhanced like, like, like to get enhanced perks on it because fundamentally that'll be better than the adept version and you can't even walk back and go get grab your adept and put that enhanced on there because you need to go get a new adept to put enhanced on it and i i, I swear that if you, like if you really want crafting to simplify it for casual players fine but making making raid weapons craftable was the worst thing you could possibly do to the game because it made raids feel not worth it. To me, to me, I it feels like they should have made the the pattern for raid weapons a longer. Maybe ten. Been, yeah, this is something we've talked about before. I don't think it should have been five. I think it should have been ten because because it took me about twenty six runs. And I got all the red borders done for Ron. I haven't stepped into Ron since then. If at if anything, it was to help Sherpa somebody, which I yep. don't mind doing. I don't mind doing because aesthetically, I love the way that freaking Ron looks. It's a fucking amazing. But here's the thing: and this is something that this is something that both me and Devo agree with. If the rewards for doing content is not there, there is a fundamental problem. Yep. Okay. And if you have no reason to step into X content because you've achieved all the loot, ergo the god rolls, or you've got all the crafted weapons, then you've got a problem. There's no incentive to go back into that content. And now Bungie has now made content that's short-spanned. That shouldn't be the case. There should be long-spanned content. There should be long-spanned rewards for doing such content. He right. Yeah, but there's also is, another is, side to that. Is if the yeah, rewards Bungie, are the Bungie only sh- thing that matter, then Bungie will just create firebomb weapons and put them into like lackluster content that isn't fun at all. And people will and drop the fucking like drop rate of what like of uh, the perk combinations people want on it to like boost people's engagement and length of time playing it and then shepherd that off as content. And that's just as bad as the former. And and see, I'm right there with you. There should be a balance because if they're shipping lackluster content with high tier rewards, that's a fucking failure on Bungie. If they're shipping high, high tier content with lackluster rewards, looking at you, Altar of Summoning, because I'll be no. honest, this season, Alter Summoning has been one of the best seasonal contents that we've gotten in a while. But that loot is ass. The loot is ass. It needs to be better. Okay? Once you got past the freaking red border grind, there's absolutely and then, and then no it, there's reason no, no. to go back in except for maybe getting cards if you haven't gotten it. But even then, it's like, why go back in? Right, and like no one's asking reason. for like a recluse. No one's asking for recluse or mountaintop back. The, like no. unless you're crazy, unless you're, unless you're crazy. But like the the weapons themselves, like and Bungie's even kind of said it before. Where like they need to make sure that like seasonal weapons are like mid to upper tier in terms of like 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 power power level, and then raid weapons should be where you go to get your bangers. But if the seasonal weapons are ass. There's no reason to mess with them. Look at things like season of 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 the uh, uh, of Seraph in, in the season of the Haunted, where you have weapons like 
everyone's tripping at Zer right now because Drifter because uh, Zer has a decent path of least resistance. We saw with uh, last season with Overload Trace Rifles, path of least resistance was one of the best things people could use, and they didn't want to use Cold Heart because it was a legendary arc trace rifle that was accessible to the player base if you played the content. But then people who weren't around for season of the Seraph. They got left out in the cold, and then Bungie's like, fine, we'll put in the, the rotator, but no one's even doing that. So Bungie, like, like, so Bungie's like, hey, cool, here's this at Zer, because you won't go play the fucking content. And it's like, there needs to, like, if they, they, there's only so many times that Bungie can lead a horse to water and you not drink before it becomes a problem. So it's like, but, yeah. Sorry. No, oh, go ahead. But the thing is, though, the water is getting stale. We're doing the same shit over and over and over again, like every season. I mean, how many times have we got to go in some seasonal place, shoot a bunch of shit, get your shit and go? Like, it's even with the fucking festivals of lost shit for the candy, the mm. haunted lost yeah. sectors. Like, that shit got old for me, like, within, like, 30 minutes. I was like, get me the fuck out of here, like, now. Like, it was just, it was just, it, it nobody likes to repeat the same things. They got to, like, jazz it up. Like, I mean, yeah, we had prison elders. We, we repeated the same thing, but at least it put you in different places. You know, and there was, like, different things to it, not just, like, hey, here's your candy, here's your loot, get the fuck on. Like, we're even, all bored. Even even the uh, Infinite Force. Infinite Force, to me, is still one of the best freaking festivals of the lost freaking events and content that we that we ever had and because it was dynamic they could even have like it evolved it further rather than just deleting it they could have evolved the infinite forest more because it's infinite like do more with it and they chose to throw it away like infinite forest was one of the greatest things Bungie ever came up came up with and they threw it in the trash and it was like well it was also part of the freaking dcv as we all know if for those really unfamiliar the the main reason there was multiple reasons for the DCV and part of the and the biggest two was one Bungie was trying to keep the file size of Destiny two on in, in control and then number two was they were having game development issues with the new engine upgrade and trying to uh, Sammy Cat did a really good deep dive over on Twitter a couple weeks ago bringing bringing to light and reminding a lot of the community hey this is the reason why some of this wasn't happening was not only did we have a major change to the engine as far as how they're able to deploy content and story through now the physics engine of destiny 2 but also it was the lighting so there was multiple factors that were going in and for them to go through and update everything that was before to the engine they had to pick and choose mm -hmm. and so like, don't get me wrong. We could arm back, we could armchair quarterback Bungie's development decisions left and right. Okay. The problem is, and this is my opinion, Bungie is trying to hold on to Destiny 2 because they don't want to revert back to the model that Activision had them under their thumb with, which was mm -hmm. release a game launch two DLCs or launch two expansions with a couple of DLCs in between and then launch a new version of the game, rinse and repeat. That's what Destiny 2 was supposed to be. But they're trying to expand the life of Destiny 2 past beyond the first three years and now it's past mm. six years. I think the issue yes. with it though is one person said it recently, I forget who it was, it might have been Cross or someone else. 
But like the issue that Bungie has right now is they never successfully did the execution that Activision wanted. I.e., yes, you had D1, two DLCs, then expansion, then a little bit of content, then expansion, and then you had D2, but D2's launch was horrendous. D2's vanilla launch was horrendous. They regressed so much, so much different stuff. You had special weapons in the heavy slot for no fucking reason, or we had double primaries. Double primary, man, it was horrendous. Like, you had so much stuff going on where it was ass backwards, and so many different changes that were different from what we had in D1 that people left and fell off harder and to the point where they've even said that during season of, or during curse of Osiris, they were debating shutting down the game. So I think the decisions that were made were really rough and really bad. And the issue is if we ever did get a D three, they would need to carry the stuff and the different changes they have made to the game over successfully before they take a step into the future. If they can't take the groundwork of the game and carry it over successfully, then what are we doing? What's the point? And, and, and see, that's, that's the what, issue at hand. And not only that, to, to further expand on that, the, the issue that they've got to also come up with is that in order for them to get that sort of development, to, to do that type of project, means that they're going to have to sacrifice somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Marathon. what a lot of people and what a lot yeah. of people don't want to hear is that it's either going to cost another upcoming IP that Bungie like look Bungie's a, a development studio they're they want to explore they want to do different things nothing wrong with that absolutely but us as a community we have to be realistic in our expectations no. so for yeah. them to for them to kick off a D three upgraded engine that's stable that has the potential for future expansion to where it's not worrying worrying about like lighting problems or um expansion Something problems that's or file size actual actually do what Bungie right. wants the game to do it would take right. a substantial amount of effort to make it happen so yeah. and this is the realistic in the current state of Bungie it's either Destiny 2 is going to go into a freaking just holding pattern no further content ex- uh, creation or making, etc. It's just basically, hey, this is what D two is not in the same pattern as D one. Nope. And it, yeah. and they got to hope and pray that they can crank out that D three fast as fast as fuck in order mm-hmm. to start making that money back from all the time that they had to spend in development because development costs money. Yep. Because mm-hmm. when you're develop as a as a as a Game development studio, when you're developing, you're not making profit and revenue, meaning that you are in a cost negative. Yep. And when you're in a cost negative, you can only be in that for so long before either two things, you release the game and pray that everything's kosher or it gets shut down. And the thing about it is, like, I think Sony needs to take a like a look at at, at what they just bought and make them sit out in the, in, the, in, the, in the rain for a little bit. Make them kind of have to like put up a tent and survive without updating content for a little bit, and see if the player base that will sit around. Ultimately, 
that would ultimately kill this game. It would, but uh, the, but like like they need to be able to release like small like we we need to go back to a Taken King era. What I, what I mean by that is yeah. we need to have an era where it's like, hey, here's your expansion. Here's like smaller updates throughout the year with a smaller team, like Crimson Days and Dawning and things that nature that, that that keep like there's different like sandbox updates and they communicate those sandbox updates to the, to the community and that stays fresh. But it doesn't like mean, ayo, new story here, new story here. Because that, that, that seed is too much by some people. And that also is putting too much work on, on your staff. If you bring out one banger expansion and then go work for a little bit and then come back with a new updated engine, people would be cool with that. But they don't, don't want to risk it. Would. They I don't should. think the player base would be okay with that at all. And a lot it of... shows. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's fine. Like, so the way I look at it, right, is from a developer standpoint. This is just with my rudimentary understanding of coding, right? What the players want is fundamentally something that is not gonna happen feasibly. Like every like the Destiny 2 players want something that is absolutely like a paradox of itself. We don't want to lose anything. We don't want to lose our vault again. We don't want to lose access to the content that we've had over the years. We don't want to lose the like general like increments of new drip-fed content. But we also don't want Bungie to work on other projects that would give them the time to actually build things. Genuinely, I'm not mad at Bungie for wanting to go off and make Marathon, but it seems to me like a lot of the community is genuinely upset that Destiny is no longer Bungie's, like, sole focus, right? And because of that, a lot of people are trying to punish Bungie for it. I don't see. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. I, 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 basically, I think, basically, a lot of people in the community are upset that Bungie has a new baby. Yeah, and that they're I not the fo- I, and that they're not the focus anymore. It's right. like it's like the firstborn understanding that hey, they're not they're not the focus but I think, anymore. I think the issue with it though is the transparency isn't there. If Bungie, if Bungie would have came out and been like, hey. We got a new baby on the way. We're, we're, we're going to need you to step up and handle your own business and cook your own food on the microwave every once in a while and like get your own PJs out and handle your own business for a little bit. I think the community would have been more prepared rather than them sliding different executives and different dev- devs out behind the scenes, not updating different things, leaving Gambit to die, different things of that nature when it comes to like actually like keeping the game up and running. If the, if the community would have been told or if there wasn't evidence of like abandonment and there would have been, been communication of like, hey, so, we have other so, priorities. We're going to do this, 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 and this to keep y'all occupied while we do this. I think there would be less upset because the, 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 the conversation isn't, oh, Bungie is making multiple games. That's cool. It's Bungie obviously is abandoning us for this other thing. And that's the issue. Bungie isn't actually communicating with their player base. 
And so that's the issue. I, I'm going to agree with you to an extent. Okay. So, yes, there definitely should be some communication, but two things. One, every game studio understands that from a PR standpoint, if they announce something too early, it's going to fall flat. True. Especially if it shuts down or they've got a canceled development. That's until it reaches a certain point. They, as game studio, especially now in this day and age, they can't announce it because if they do, that's going to be negative PR. That's going to look bad on them as a studio and then their publisher. And then last but not least, if anything's been learned from this whole layoff debacle is that there's been a lot of misconception about people uh, as far as the devs and uh, Destiny 2 and Marathon. There, Yes, there were devs that moved over to marathon but one thing that came out out of this whole bungee layoff that we finally got some answers on was that this was actually the devs decisions this wasn't bungee saying oh bungee management saying hey we we need to focus on the new baby so we want our best and brightest no these were some seasoned individuals that were like hey i'm bored of destiny and making destiny 2 content i want to do something different because at the end of the day both Game development is both a uh, technical, very technical savvy freaking field, but it's also an artistic field. So you can only craft so many freaking pots and pans and whatnot until you want to do something different. Like right, and we've had that, we've had that conversation before on stream where if if you was tired of your shit. That's fine. Obviously, don't like, like don't be unhappy in the environment you're doing. But you should have been prepping another motherfucker behind you to pick up your job when you left. And they that's haven't the, done and, that. And, and that's the issue, people. And that's the issue people have. That we, and that's one thing that we will never know because that's more of the internal workings of Bungie, aka the corporate freaking thing. Yeah. If if Bungie catered like nurtured that type of environment to where there is that freaking uh. To where there is that type of like turnover and handover of information and such, mm-hmm. then that's cool on them. But if Bungie's allowing the devs to drop the ball and not mentor or bring up the speed their new counterparts, then yeah, that's a fuck up on Bungie leadership, hands yeah. down. Well, because oh, go ahead, go ahead, well, so just about to say, yeah, you said that you know everybody thinks uh, Bungie's abandoning Destiny. It's not that. It's the fact that, you know, things are pretty broken right now. Like, I don't know if you've played Iron Banner this week, but literally I was getting the glitch to where I couldn't requeue. Like, you know, you stay in the queue for all the evaluating players or whatever. It would constantly freeze and I'd have to change character. I did like three matches and I just fucking turned my computer off. I just hit the power button. I was like, I'm fucking done. Like that's why we're mad. There's, because there's simple broke. things. There's there's simple there's simple issues like that. There's the matchmaking issues. There's like basic fundamental like issues with, with environments. There's just like like simple stuff that has been gone for like, gone. And it, like, yeah, it's been like oh sorry. Oh no, go ahead. It's been like this for at least like three weeks plus now, and, and I, it's I, like I, they're not fixing it. 
That's why I've been, I've been saying it for I've been saying for ages that Zer giving people garbage rolls of things and Banshee having next to nothing warranted for people is a problem, and like like like, like, like no one's acknowledging it. Like Zer giving garbage rolls to, to casual players and not making things worth it for uh, for old players is, is is crap. Like there should be like like things to do with this game on a decent rotation, not just hey yo the same strikes, the same crucible, the same gambit. Like the minute, the that minute right there, I'm a host of stick a pin in that pen. percent the reason why I say if they were to say, like, well, stop working on this for two years to develop Destiny 3, and we're just gonna leave it in a stable state, is the reason why this game would not survive. But well, the thing about it is that they haven't left it. That's what, that's what we're trying to say, Diva, is that the game is not in a stable state. That's the issue. Is Bungie has tried to put out a like a, like, a, like, a, like a set of content that isn't stable. That's the issue at hand. Like strikes still have issues that like the, the, there's not good loot in the strikes. There's like the same like rotation of crucible that like, that, that there's issues with that they're having to go back now and fix with checkmate. Like they abandoned gambit. The game isn't in a hey we can put it put a pin in it leave it to to, to survive on its own for a little bit state. It's not in a D one. Uh, age of triumph state where d1 still has players d1 still has people that enjoy d1 because they left it in a survivable state d2 is not in a survivable state if d2 was left in a survivable state people would be like fine do what you want. we don't care but like it's the problem is d2 is not in a survivable state and and, and the, the joke was just made in chat of gee i wonder who can fix these problems because they just fired them it doesn't make any sense it's it's weird that they did this, and they're like, oh, they overprojected like, what was it, forty six percent? And it's like, 45. how did you make these overprojections when you've already nickel and dimed your player base as much as you have? People, people, there was an expose made by a YouTuber that got, got national attention about how bad your monetization practices are, but you want more money. And the, thing, and the thing about it is, like, uh, I, I, I know people are, like, like, like I, know, I know chat saying that, like, oh, th like, the game industry is suffering, war like, 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 uh, like, industry-wide. The issue isn't just, like, it, it, like, it is an industry issue. Gaming is suffering as a whole, but it's the way Bungie did it. That's the problem and why people are still looking at Bungie with a side eye is the way Bungie did it. You're not seeing like people from Amazon or people from uh, Epic going, well, I just got fired without any reason or rhyme or reason or yada yada. Like at random, they didn't, like, they didn't fire no random senior composer from Epic Games. They didn't fire the person who designed the Epic Games logo. They didn't fire their community managers for no logical reason. Like, it wasn't a random scattershot and a random t like Monday afternoon with um, stock option issues the way it was with Bungie. That's the issue, is that like, like there's legitimate problems with the game right now. There was over projections going on, and the, the their solution was fire like a bunch of random people that we don't we don't have a rhyme or reason to why we're firing them, and that's why everyone's still looking at Bungie like they're fucking crazy, versus Epic or there was a, there was another there was another game studio that just fired like a hundred other people today. Like no, uh, it was uh, no, it wasn't a game studio. It was a um, gaming conglomerate, right? Called like, Embracer a Racer Group. They yeah. laid off nine hundred people. 
900 people across multiple studios. But to make this a more informed and nuanced, this mm. is the thing. While this year has been great for gaming overall, so many great games have come out, single-player games, a couple of good multiplayers. The problem has been within the game industry, there have been so many freaking layoffs. Really? And what y'all, a lot of people need to understand is that a lot of these studios, a lot of these publishers haven't been hitting, like they're not in the negative. They're not losing profit. The problem they're is that they're not, hitting the their, they they're, they're not hitting their quote unquote margins. They're not able to make their shareholders happy because they're not gaining increasing explosive amounts of freaking uh, profit. And because of that, they're like, oh, we're going to freaking shit can a whole bunch of people. It doesn't make any fucking Embra sense. Embracer Group as a whole, this year has been sh uh, has made a a shit storm. Mm -hmm. The uh, freaking the studio behind, I think it was uh, behind uh, Time Splitters. Yep. They shuttered them. They just celebrated their thirtieth anniversary. Shuttered the studio. They were getting ready to bring out a new Time Splitter. Mm -hmm. Shuttered it because quote unquote they couldn't make their margins. And now they it, just it, laid it, off yeah. another 900. And here's the thing. It's like, okay, why, if you're not in a financial loss, why in the living hell are you laying off all these employees? Exactly. And, 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 and like, the thing is, no one's bitching about like them or Epic or Vice or Amazon Game Studio, like Chad said. They're looking at Bungie with a side eye around. Like, hell, People are laughing at Activision right now because Activision's making a fool of themselves with Call of Duty right now. But <laughs> that's that's only a topic right this second. People are still looking at Sony and looking at Bungie like, what are you doing wrong? You fired a hundred people out of out of pocket. You're not communicating with, with your player base the way you used to. You're not announcing your delay that everyone knows that like, it's been already leaked that you're delaying your your main uh, game franchise and putting people on a seven month delay. <clears throat> you're you're acting like it's not existent, and everyone's sitting here waiting for you to announce this, and you're still signing off your the past two twids with the Destiny Two dev team, and it's looking real suspect. Versus the rest of the industry, which is just operating like the rest of the industry. And that's the problem. Everyone's side-eyeing you like, what's going on? Why are you looking stupid? Versus like the, the, everyone else who's just moving on. And you I know, hate make saying You have that. to defend Bungie like this, man? Oh, my God. Oh, 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 snap. Oh, oh, snap. So, here we go. A lot of that is really just people holding Bungie to a, I'm not saying unrealistic standard. Because the standard is relatively bare minimum okay. but a lot of people are looking at bungie as like clark kent clark kent how did you let this building be destroyed while you were fighting dark side i know that you stopped dark side and saved the planet but our city our city got destroyed superman how'd you let that happen like genuinely i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that bungie at the like corporate head level, management level, is good or redeemable in this situation. But a lot of what Bungie does, Bungie's transparency and Bungie's like communication with the like community is a privilege. 
and True. people are treating it as if it is a requirement. Like Bungie Valid. has to tell us when things happen. Like a lot of the stuff that's happening is like legitimately stuff that they might have a plan to fix. They might be working behind the scenes and they just need to take some time and whittle it out and work it out on their own. But a lot of players are like, I am entitled to know the goings-ons about everything that happens here. I will take it a step further. A lot of players feel like they're entitled to Bungie's time and energy and the devs' time and energy. And, like, legit, when they don't get that, they take that as a personal slight instead of understanding Bungie's just a is just as much a business as every other studio out there. And now a lot of players and content creators are learning that firsthand. Like it is what it is. As much as I would My like response Bungie, to that is because we because we've had that discussion before. The 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 problem or the difference between like 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 other studios and whatnot is that other studios have taken cues from Bungie. Look what just happened this past week with the Game Award nominations, where Bungie even looked stupider because Jeff Keighley went on a couple other studios and Destiny 2. And it was like, for, for best, best gaming community, community. Best community support. Best community support. And Leanna on Twitter laughed and, and outratioed. Outratio right, the fucking tweet, and I was like, "Wow!" And that tells you the problem right there, because they set the standard for the industry to follow, where they're still even being mentioned on the board post getting rid of their community support team. Bungie set the uh, the, the standard, and 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 uh, and Chad just said like the 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 the, the nominations were submitted in August. But my point still stands. The standard was set. The standard, the the the, the system of, of of how the game should be ran was made by Bungie of oh, how we should be innovating the, the system. And they went, "Hey, yo, fuck all that." And now they're looking stupid. And and th- th- it, it sucks for me to say that because I want to be in Bungie's corner, bro. I want to be in Bungie's corner. I want to be pulling up to the witness with guns blazing, void axe in hand, ready to throw down. But I can't do that if they're looking like this. And that's that. Why do you think everyone's returning their pre-orders, dog? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 legit, people like, are but, returning yeah. their pre-orders. Yeah. And this isn't me oh, defending yeah. them, but it's mostly because of the questionability of like the life of the game. Which is another reason why I say if this game takes two years off to make another game, it's not going to survive. But there is a, I understand a lot of the grievances with the community. Genuinely, I really do. Like, we've had many, 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 also many fucking, like, different discourse over the, over this year alone. Mm-hmm. Of players voicing their dissatisfaction with the way that things are being handled. Most definitely. And a lot of that discourse came with the reaction of just stop spending your money. Stop giving Bungie your money and they'll fix it. Right? Because Bungie wants your money. And as long as they get your money, you know, they won't actively make the changes required to like do the things that we want them to do. 
Right. right. A lot of players were like, if they just taking our money and putting it toward Marathon, why should I give them my money? All very fair and very rational, like, grievances. And I right. 100% understand. But that that mentality of just bleed bungee until they listen has come back to backfire in people's face. Well, a see, lot of people wanted that's heads to roll, but now that the heads are rolling and the heads are the ones that they wanted to roll aren't the ones going, a lot of people are just looking around with like fucking side up face. You know, they're like, what the fuck? Well, see, that's the thing. It, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, pre pandemic, you know, voting with your wallet was one of the best ways to freaking get a studio's attention. Mm-hmm. Point blank and honest. Well done. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, problem is now post pandemic companies wisened up they're like oh well freaking if we're not in our numbers we're gonna lay people off and they're gonna lay off the people that you're kind of like external that are not you know employee critical to the operations so which is why we saw which is why we saw a lot of the forward-facing members of the freaking destiny 2 team get freaking axed now, yes, we did send a message to freaking uh, to uh, Bungie Management. The problem is, is that Bungie Management was like, okay, bet. And they did the one thing that we didn't want. Yeah. Okay. And now the player base, and I'm going to say this, the player base is fucking equally right mm-hmm. to be upset, pissed off. At the same time is that this now brings a more nuanced conversation okay yes you are absolutely within your right you are absolutely within your right to vote with your wallet and you are valid to do so but it's a lot more difficult and nuanced now okay Mm -hmm. because especially when you especially now the, the more that we learn about you know corporate and game development and publishing is that these publishers now hold freaking game studios by the freaking quote unquote balls. And when the money is not generating and it's not coming in, regardless of whatever the reason is, they want their money. They, they don't care money. how they, they go. Want, to give they, they want to quote unquote, please their shareholders. And in the end, they can either say, Oh, well, we're going to lay off half the freaking team or part of the team, or they could just sit around and do like embrace group and say, you know what? Studio. Good night, mm-hmm. and shut them down. And you know, in the past five years, how many studios have we seen shuttered that were freaking legacies that you know yeah. were were things that we grew up that they produced that games that we grew up with, and now we'll never see what potential that they could bring out. Right, and it sucks. You know, it, it, because, it be- because at the bottom line, at the bottom line. Corporate America is now all about pleasing their shareholders, and the shareholders want more money. They're not taking into account the current situation, the current economic situation across the globe. They're not taking into account so many freaking factors. 
they're not and looking the, at, they're not looking at, at at the dynamics of the optical numbers because we talked about this when the, the conversation came up of why don't why, why isn't gambit being supported or why isn't uh pvp being supported to a certain extent it was hey we're since you guys aren't play, about playing gambit we're just not going to support it or like when it came to Oh, we're not we're not making seasonal armor sets anymore because you guys aren't wearing them. Like like and that became that became a conversation. It's 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 the meme of Eric Andre holding the gun to the guy's head and shooting him yep. and then going, "Why did why did Bungie do this?" and Bungie's the one holding the gun. It's like you're literally not looking at the optics of the situation. If Gambit would have been supported the same way Forsaken supported Gambit throughout the board and they would have made it the esport they kind of pitched it as, Gambit would have been thriving. Drifter would be sitting there with money in his hand going, Woo, this is fun. Yep. And like we'd have been like having a grand old time. If they would have made armor sets that were worthwhile to the player base to make into ornaments through the seasonal model, people would have been wearing them. But but them going, well, you guys you guys didn't like it, so we're not gonna support it. Like that isn't that's not the answer. You need to make the content worth it. Because I hated the way they even pitched the whole we're not supporting Gambit thing anymore. Cause they were like, Well, we gave you guys ammo crates and we fixed some spawns in Witch Queen and you guys still aren't playing it, so now we're not gonna support it. And it's like That's a fair you. assessment though. And I I understand from a player perspective that just because I wasn't playing it doesn't mean I don't like it. You know, yeah. situation seems rational to you. But you have to ask yourself the question from a developer standpoint. I am putting energy into this, and because I'm putting energy here, that means less energy somewhere else, right? And if I have to expend an exorbitant, unrealistic amount of energy just to get them to even remotely attempt to try it, it would be my energy would be better spent setting that to the side and working on a more pressing issue. Well, that's an idea. Here's an idea. How about, that time how about, how about ask your player right. base what they could do to Gambit to make it worth it? Because ever since, because that's the one thing we heard from the community ever since Beyond Light, bring back Gambit Prime, make Gambit worth your, worth our time. People kept saying that shit. People kept saying make Gambit worth our time investment. Fix the sandboxes that way PvP and PvE aren't blurring into each other. People kept saying all these different things, but then Bundy's like, well, we gave you ammo crates and we fixed your spawns. Are you happy now? And it's like, no. No, we're not. Too bad! And it's like, uh. How much time would they... Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like a lot of changes and things happen with Bungie. It's like, who makes them the most money? They listen to those people the most. It's all about the dollar. Um, they don't listen to their community. If they would have listened to it, this game wouldn't be in the way that it is right now. Um, they listen to the top yeah. streamers. And we're over here just like, hey, we're fucking drowning. Somebody throw us throw us a buoy or something. Help us. And then like, oh, nope, they make us money. We're going to listen to them. They I don't, don't even think they're listening to the top streamers no, no, anymore. I, no, I they're not. They're not, they're not listening to the top streamers. And, and that's one thing that's been freaking brought to... That's one thing that's been brought to light with the whole layoff bit was that... Bunch of executives stopped listening to even the devs. their devs. The devs uh-huh. were listening to the whole community and saying, you know what? We need to do better. But the executives were like, nah, nah. Yeah. Devs were like, hey, the monetization's getting out of control. Execs, nah. nah. That's really what we, happened. We, we know I better. Guess. Our research knows better. We want a milk and dime 
the community. Look where that got you, Bungie. It doesn't make a lick of sense. So I agree. But that's why I've said what I've said. In the stance of why would I put more time into something that people aren't using rather than fix the things that they are? I would, like, if I'm on the battlefield as a soldier and I know I have a better chance of saving this person more so than that person, I'm going to save this person. But see, I'm going to use, I mean, I like, I like that you said that, Mr. Military Man, because I'm going to use a major pain reference because you want to do that. Rather than what, what you're saying... Bungie's taking the major pain approach where it's like, let me give you some more pain to, to, to take your mind off that pain where they're there neglecting one area here. They're neglecting the thing over here. They're not performing the way they used to. It's an amalgamation. It's not just, oh, Gambit's left to the side. That's the only problem we're dealing with. It's it's added onto the equation of, oh, the GDC conference where they expose why they're not, uh, they're not over-delivering anymore. Um, the Gambit issues, the PvP issues, and why PvP feels abandoned uh, now to the point they when everyone's like hey where's the pvp team and they have to go hey we're gonna give you a dedicated pvp team now and it's like did we Where not have they? one before exactly and it's like it's an amalgamation of issues that's why i, I said before that like the game like like isn't in a, in, a, in a state where they can leave it and let it ride it's there's an amalgamation of issues that bungie needs to address before they can even be like hey yo this area is faltering Let's go ahead and throw it to the side. It's your whole ship is burning. We need to fix the whole damn ship, and that's the issue at hand here. It's, it's like the one episode, like, like I'll, I'll make a, a Doctor Who reference. It's like the Titanic episode, episode of Doctor Who where the whole damn ship's about to blow up, and they can't even fix one part of it. Like it's that, and that's the issue at hand here. I that think. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you weren't finished. My apologies. No, you go ahead. I like I'm to like I love Destiny. This is a game that I've played consistently since like 2014, and I think that you know at this point whatever they say I take it with a grain of salt. I believe it when I see it. Mm. You know whatever happens yeah. is gonna happen. I'm no longer exerting more effort. Maybe it'll change one day. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe not. You know we don't know. We just have to you know wait and see. But I, I hope it does. Maybe. Um. But. In term, but like, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and and, and do wrap up because we, we we definitely a little bit over time. Um, Diva, I know, like you you are the contrarian that we love. How do you want to lead the people leading into next week before the season twenty three? Oh dear, is it that time we, already? Yeah, cause oh. we, I don't even know what we're doing an episode next week because of Black Friday. So I don't know I don't know if we are doing an episode next week or not. We'll have to talk about it. I got so I got work from the Walmart. The worst fucking schedule. Period. Mm. So yeah, we might, we might we might just go into next season and let it ride. So how how do you how do you feel about like going into season twenty three? What do you want to leave the people with until season twenty three comes? Okay, guys, I'm gonna leave you guys with this. Remember that keeping a mild mindset in this situation is absolutely the best play. Is Bungie gonna make it the best? Probably not, but. We in the Destiny community have a problem of this negative feedback loop. Something negative happens, people fight, Bungie ends up being the boogeyman for all of it, and then something else happens, and now that whole process starts over again. Just let it be what it is. And if you enjoy the game for what it is and you find enjoyment somewhere, 
simply enjoy that content and don't worry about the rest of the crazy shit. If it fails, it fails. If it wins, it wins. Just have fun along for the ride. That's my ending message for this whole transmission. Fair enough. T, what do you want to leave the people with in, in season 23? I think, you know, go in there with an open mind. Don't be negative. And also, I, if you're mad about the layoffs, don't quit playing because the people that are still there are going to be unemployed if you do. Mm. You know, mm. bottom line. Just be open-minded. Think positive. Maybe it'll change. You know, maybe it'll be better. And that's All what right. I'm going to leave that at. Fair enough. Cajun, how you feeling? I'll be honest, the whole situation with Destiny 2, it, it's so much its so much of a, a nuanced and complicated situation. And this is for me as someone who's 42 years old, playing games for a long time. Here's where I sit. I've seen some great studios crash and burn, and they're trying to pick themselves out of the smolder. Looking at you, Blizzard. <laughs> and... I, I'm kind of seeing that cycle repeat with Bungie. And I still think that Bungie has a chance to still be that great studio that it's been before. The thing is, is that I honestly believe that right now we've got the wrong executives working at Bungie, the wrong people in leadership, and that they need to step down. They need to step away, and we need to get people that are more community-focused and more IP-focused, meaning they want to make sure that they are delivering, delivering a quality product that is worth player investment in, bottom line. So until otherwise, this is where I stand. I will still support Bungie. I have pre-ordered. And I will still keep my pre-order for Final Shape. After that, their actions are going to dictate whether or not any more investment is going to come in. In the meantime, I'm calling for Pete Parsons to step down. He needs to resign. Pete Parsons and every executive that made the decisions that have led to the downfall of Destiny 2 and Bungie as a studio, they need to step down. We do not have faith in your decisions, and you clearly do not have the community's best interest at heart. Your dev team, the people that you laid off, these were the people that bled and busted their ass for you and did everything to try to communicate with the community to try and have the most cohesive game community that could be possible. And you shit Cajun on speaking, it. Cajun speaking the gospel out here in the streets. <laughs> but for the players, but for the players, I'm gonna say this. Take the time you need. Touch grass. Spend time with family. It's the holidays coming up. If you don't want to be with family, there are some um, there's still some amazing games that came out this year that you can still support. Have fun, relax. Destiny is Destiny 2 still going to be here. Amen. Bottom line. Too big and to fail, I'm, baby. I, and I'm expecting at this point, I'm expecting Final Shape. I'm expecting it to get freaking delayed. I mean, we, we already know it's going it's, it's to be delayed. We, we, we're just waiting on what they admit it. But in terms of what I'm going to leave folks with, 
I am I'm going into into this season the same way I went into season of the Sarah because I remember last year on this time we had a sim not not comparable uh morale because nothing can be comparable to this morale but a similar morale because of Glad's video calling out the seasonal model and that left the community pretty pretty like depressed and heavy for a minute and you saw a lot of videos going is this the end of Destiny two and stuff like that this time is different. But I'm still gonna treat it the same. Uh, I'm gonna treat this season the same way I treated season of the Seraph. I'm here. This 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 story and this lore means the world to me, and I'm gonna ride it out. I'm gonna stick around to see. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be here till the ship crashes and burns. But yep. will I still take more time for myself and my energy and my streaming and doing what I want? Most definitely. Will you still see Destiny content? Hell yeah. Will you still see us talking about the game on a weekly, if not bi-weekly basis once the episodes come out? Yeah. But at the same time, this the game needs to change if it's going to survive. Because we saw dynamic shifts with Season of the Seraph that were great, but I think the major issue is I'm concerned that we're going to see a Season of the Lost rather than a Season of Seraph, where gameplay was dry, no one cared anymore. The loot wasn't that great, and people were bored because it was drought waiting for the next like expansion. And I think, but and Bungie leading into say the same kind of content of Dreaming City, Bungie has a big quota to fill. If you want to keep people occupied, you better make it worth their time. And yeah, Ahamkara sounds nice and all. But if, if, if like you better have be able to wish us up some decent content, otherwise we ain't gonna be here much longer. So I definitely feel like if you want to be here, put in the work, but don't let the FOMO eat at your soul. Take the break that you need to. We got till June. Take the time that you need. But we will be back next. Uh, not uh, I, I. I might be here. I might drag Diva along if he's around. I might be here. I might hang out with a guest and just shoot the shit. I don't know. We'll figure it out for next week. But at right, least we'll be here with you guys right. 100% from right, the, right. the Walmart and the Black I'm, Friday I'm, fights. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know, so like, 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 at least two of us will be here next week. But you'll see, you'll see all four if of I us. If I do show up, I'm calling dibs on the turkey leg. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, um, if, if, but at the very least, you'll see all four of us again for the first week of season 23. In fact, hopefully, me and Diva will have finished the dungeon by the time the show starts. So that'll be fun. Um, so, so that'll be a fun time. But we will catch y'all star side and next time. Peace.